Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing so. Feel free to tell your friends about us and to rate us weekly. This is 1107B, and do we have a great guest who wrote a, just a sensational book. And, and I know I don't say that easily um, week to week, but this is a great book. Paul Conti, C-O-N-T-I, who's a physician, a uh, psychiatrist, but I'll find, we'll find out more about him in a few seconds. How trauma, it's trauma, the invisible epidemic, how trauma works, and how we can heal from it. Um, there's a forward by Lady Gaga that's about as nice a forward as you could have, but well-deserved based on the book. Uh, Dr. Conti's website is dr, like Dr. Paul, P-A-U-L, Conti, C-O-N-T-I, all strung together with a dot-com at the end. He's a graduate of Stanford University School of Medicine. As a graduate of UCSF, I won't hold that against him. His psychiatry training was at Stanford and at Harvard, um, where he was appointed chief resident. He was then on the medical faculty before, at Harvard before moving to Portland, and he founded a clinic. And again, it's drpaulconti.com. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for the kind introduction about the book and about my work. I so appreciate it. Well, it is uh, a wonderful book. I should, of course, tell our listeners that we are sponsored, you're not, but the program is by LifesFirstNaturals.com, LifesFirstNaturals.com, uh, the makers or the producers of True Biotics um, and of uh, Bovine Colostrum. Um, and you can see the randomized double-blind controlled trials on bovine colostrum on their website, which shows how they uh, decrease or obliterate the side effect from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs on your gut. And maybe we'll get to talk to Dr. Conti about how the gut um, affects trauma. But let's talk first about shame and trauma. Um, Dr. Connie, I was I was impressed with um, the role that you that I think you have in the book. Um, at least that's my interpretation of it. How is how shame is a plays a major role after trauma? Can you elaborate on that? Yes, yes. I, I think the, the primary uh, henchman, so to speak, of trauma is. Shame. Shame comes almost automatically. It means close to 100% of the time after trauma, we have a response that is a, a, that is reflexive and that is powerful. And the response of shame is is in response to being to being harmed by something, right? And the idea that that we shouldn't have anything negative happen to us. Um, there are all these constructs inside of us that lead to shame when we're hurt. How many times have I seen someone who's traumatized and it's child abuse or it's an attack out of the blue, yet that person will still find you know, language in their mind of how it's their fault or they could have, would have, should have avoided it. 
right? The response of shame, which I think is designed to protect us, to make us sort of close into ourselves and, and avoid a potential future trauma, actually keeps us from, number one, understanding of what has uh, happened to us, and number two, the help that we need to get over it. And how much of this occurs with physical trauma as opposed to the mental trauma of, of if you will, um, and I don't know whether uh, sexual harassment, physical harassment, um, mental harassment, how much of this is physical trauma versus mental trauma? Is it the same in both? Um, it, it can be different if there's physical trauma that comes without, uh, a, 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 let's say, a provocative ex, uh, inciting event. So say someone who is playing soccer and they love playing soccer and they have a physical trauma on the field. And, you know, even though it, it's painful, they're, they're not in overwhelming pain, you know, they get, they, they get the help that they need, then that doesn't necessarily have to also be psychologically traumatic uh, because the brain can make sense of it. Say, okay, I'm doing this thing I love, and, and like one can get hurt doing this, but I'll recover and do it again. And, you know, th- that, that is very different than the, the psychological trauma, which creates the reflex of guilt and shame, and then the retreat inside of us when what we need in order to understand the trauma and to move forward is, is the exact opposite of going inside of ourselves. And this is why you see after traumas where people are avoidant and you know, they seem different, but they're not communicating about why. And, and there's so much that changes inside of us after, you know, we're, we're talking about major traumas, which can be acute. It can be something very big that happens to someone, you know, the, the, the a loss of life around us or a, a bad car accident, um, an assault, but right? it can also be chronic. So the impact of chronic denigration, whether it's based upon gender, race, sexuality, um, there, there's so many ways in which society inflicts chronic trauma that can add up uh, to be the same as a major acute trauma. Uh, and there's vicarious trauma, trauma that we experience through other people and, and to what happens to other people. And, you know, we see the news and, you know, what the, the war footage and just so much awfulness and the mass shootings. And we are capable of having that same impact through vicarious trauma. And, and I think it's important here that it's not, it's not an esoteric concept that there are real identifiable brain changes that happen. So that's how like, we know, right? There, there's been a significant trauma Right. Well, the brain has changed and and we can assess that clinically and like how the person is feeling and performing in the world. Um, but it correlates with the direct brain science. We're talking with Dr. Paul Conti. That's his website, D-R-P-A-U-L-C-O-N-T-I dot com. He's a physician um, and it is Trauma, the Invisible Epidemic. Wonderful book. Um let me go in and say, once you've been traumatized and have the shame, can you recover and how can you recover? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So the, the, the answer, can a person recover? The answer is yes, right? So resounding yes. But the, the, the reason people very often do not recover to the terrible detriment 
uh, often of their mental health, of their physical health. Because as you noted before, and you were talking about the, the gut, I mean, this has such an impact on mind and body. It predisposes us to physical health problems, to substance abuse and addiction, to further mental health problems. So the, the way that we avoid that is by opening up about it. So if we hide it inside of ourselves because of guilt and shame and we're not communicating about the feelings and the things that are changed inside of us, well, those changes stay, right? So the, the medical equivalent of an abscess, right? An infection walled off inside of someone that, that is going to make symptoms and problems unless addressed, you know, the, that analogy applies to trauma. But by communicating about it, we empower the parts of the brain that are not subject to the reflex of guilt and shame, not subject to high levels of vigilance that can impact our mood, our anxiety, our sleep, our immune system. So, so 10 people recover, absolutely yes, but we have to do exactly the opposite of what the reflex of guilt and shame tells us to do. Meaning we have to open up. Um, at least that's how I interpret it. And one of the keys in reducing stress is having a buddy or multiple buddies that you can be vulnerable to. Is that the same with trauma and shame that, that by opening up, at least that's some of what I took from the, from the book, that by opening up, by talking to someone about it, by being vulnerable to someone about this, if you will, meaning um, you're, you're sharing your feelings with them, that um, this is a major part of recovery. Yes, yes. I mean that is absolutely true, and and I'd even go a, a step farther than that, right? That the putting words to it really starts within ourselves. So so you know, people will say to me, "Oh, I, I read the book, or someone gave me your, your book, and and you know, for the first time, I thought, you know, maybe that wasn't my fault. You know, as to say, an incident of sexual abuse or you know, uh, or maybe, you know, the, the way I felt after the accident, you know, is not because oh, I'm weak or so, right? That, that we, we put, need to put new thoughts to it that allow for the openness inside of us that then allows for the openness outside of us. So, so that's what gives people the permission inside to say, Look, I want to talk to somebody about this, to a trusted, you know, friend or family member or clergy or whoever it may be. Uh, and sometimes it's a professional, right? If there's certain symptoms, you know, suicidal thoughts, just being one example, right? That, that, that may warrant, absolutely warrant professional help. Um, but much of the time, uh, you know, we, can, we can ease what is inside of us by communicating with people that we trust and who care about us as we care about them. Uh, and it's often that that's a step towards getting professional help if professional help is indicated, which sometimes just makes sense because it makes the process of healing go faster and sometimes is actually really necessary if there's, say, addiction or severe depression, um, you know, consistent panic attacks that have come after trauma. But yes, it starts with an opening process inside that becomes an opening process outside. And that was part of the goal of the book was people reading it, having permission inside of themselves to think like, wait, what happened to me? And what is it done to me? And like, what's different in me um, that I might not even be giving myself permission to think about? One of the points you make and, and is that the, the after effects are sometimes or usually are worse than the initial trauma. Um, 
meaning our, our brain changes and our feelings about it, make it, instead of one, two times worse, you know, multiples of worseness. Right, absolutely. And this is the escalating domino effect of trauma. And, you know, the, the book is filled with stories and, and you know, real examples from my own life and, and career. And, and, and some of those stories are about this, right, How, this escalating effect. So if you imagine a trauma that changes a person's confidence and the person thought before, hey, I can be out in the world and I can make my way, right? So that might have been a person who would seek a better job, seek a better relationship, right? But after trauma, if the person feels guilt and shame, they, then they don't feel they can navigate the world. They don't even remember maybe that they, they felt they could, that they had good feelings about themselves. And then oh, another job opportunity comes up or you know, a chance to leave a relationship that's not so good or that maybe is even abusive, right? And the person doesn't take it because they don't think they can have better or that they maybe even deserve better. And then where does that changing life. You know, how is that guiding life in a negative direction? And, you know, that then compounds with other symptoms, you know, that can predispose to depression and depression can disable our choices and our ability to make our lives better. And then there's sleep problems and physical health problems. And, and it is not uncommon to see huge change across the board in someone's life that started with an initial trauma, uh, and then created a cascade of effects uh, after that. Let me uh, go and just tell the readers that this is a wonderful book. Thank um, you. He weaves some great stories. Um, I love it. You can't help it. You're Italian. Um, <laughs> Thank you. If you will. And there, there's some just absolutely wonderful stories throughout the book. Um, as well as illustrations of the points he's made here. D-R-P-A-U-L-C-O-N-T-I is the author, Trauma, the Invisible Epidemic, um, How Trauma Works and How We Can Heal From It. Um, thank you, Dr. Conti. Um, oh. I got to also thank Caitlin, our engineer, and, of course, you who've downloaded us. That's the reason we do this. This was 1107B. And, of course, our sponsor, go to their website just to say hello to them. If nothing else, it is lifesfirstnaturals.com. They'll feel good that they had a boost in traffic on one of our release days, Tuesdays. Thank you for releasing. Thank you for downloading us if you did so on Tuesday. If you didn't, don't worry. Keep going to lifesfirstnaturals.com, the makers of true biotics with lactobacillus um, and specific lactobacilli. Um, the new one is not for immune health, that's established, but one for vaginal infections, different one for some different vaginal infections, as the data indicate, as well as bovine colostrum, randomized double-blind trials and Italian soccer players and some others showing how it helps ameliorate or at least prevent the side effects, both of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs on the gut and of extreme exercise. Our guest today again, Dr. Paul Conti, um, the book Trauma, the Invisible Epidemic, How Trauma Works and How We Can Heal From It. 
I've got to thank our producer, Donna Gould, who this is a sensational book. Thank you, Donna, for lining up this wonderful guest. And thank you for downloading us. We'll be back next week.